Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. Psychologist, author, speaker, musician, former professor, and the host of Love and Life, Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. Welcome to Dr. Karen Love and Life. I'm Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. Today on the program, we're welcoming Alex Merritt, the love engineer and the creator of the game, The War on Love. Hey there, this is Alex Merritt. I'm the love engineer and creator of the War on Love card game that helps men and women connect. I am super excited and thrilled at all of the great work that Dr. Karen is doing. The Love and Life podcast is fantastic and I encourage everyone to check it out. If you're looking for strategies to take your love life or your life in general to the next level, you cannot afford to miss this. We're going to talk to Alex in a few minutes, but just to kick it off, I've brought Dan back on the program to play the game with me. Hello, darling. Hi. We thought it'd be a lot of fun to introduce ourselves, because this is the first time we've played it, and also our listeners to Alex's game. So let's just do it. We're going to shuffle the cards up and play this card game, War on Love. Here we go. All right. So what you hear now is my husband shuffling half the deck okay and you went through the directions Dan and you found out that well one of the reasons I think that it's called war and Alex can confirm this is because it's played like war so the game where you basically split the deck and you either have two or four players but we're just gonna have two and you both turn out over a card at the same time and whoever has the highest value gets to choose which question. Yeah, honey, in this marriage, there's just two playing this game, okay? (laughs) We're not bringing a third or a fourth, okay? I don't know if that question's gonna come up, but we'll let the listeners know right away. (laughs) Okay, all right, so we're turning over cards. I have a three and you have a six. Okay. So you get to pick, and my question is, three words every man wants to hear his woman say. And mine is, what makes a good woman. So his is six, mine is three. He gets to pick because he has the higher value and we'll see which question he wants to address. (laughs) Uh, You know what? Um, Well, let's just go with the three words every man wants to hear and I'll let you go first, Doctor. Okay, so you get to pick the question we both. That's right, we both weigh in. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, well, so I think three words every man wants to hear his woman say is I want sex. Solid, solid answer. <laughs> solid answer. I, I didn't think you were going there. That was good, though. I like that. I, I think if there was, you know, if we were playing one of those games where you have to choose the best answer, you you just want. Oh yeah, we have yeah. we've had some fun with those games, yeah. like the apples, to apples, and the, yeah. That's right. And I guess, and I cannot disagree. I think that's the top answer. You already have that. But if we're playing like Family Feud, I'm, the second answer I would say <laughs> would be. Um, you know, whispering in the man's ear, uh, you know, love you, baby, you know, something like that. Yeah. So kind of keeping it sexy, but, you know, also, yeah. the, you know, just kind of affirming the love. Well, and since I have a man in the room, uh, some researchers have said that men, more so than women, we're going to get stereotypical here, though, that men really want to know that their woman respects them. 
Mm-hmm. That's true. So that's another one I was just thinking that was going through my head. That could be number three if we're doing the family feud. Sure. I, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think both, you know, the word admire is good, yeah. you know, and, and respect certainly is solid. That's my answer. But I, I, once again, I would vote for yours. The top <laughs> answer. <laughs> I know that to be true. <laughs> All right. Second cards. Okay. I have an ace. So... I definitely am going to get to pick the question. And Dan has a seven. And my question is the number one thing women lie about. And number seven, Dan's card is should a married woman always keep it sexy? Okay, I'm definitely going with your question because I love this question. It's something, one of my hashtags, I think Love and Life listeners have heard about this. Uh, It's not my, I didn't create the term, but I love it. Date your spouse. Hashtag date your spouse. That's the fun of it. Don't let it die because when we go out, I want you to think I'm the prettiest girl in the room every single time. Sure, sure. No, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that it's so easy just to kind of phone it in and, you know, uh, just be in sweats all the time. And there's time for that. You know, I think we've, we've talked about it on the yeah, podcast before, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the, yeah, I mean, I guess specifically the question was, you know, is the woman, but I think it goes both ways really that, that, you know, both the, the husband and the wife need to try to keep it sexy and try to, to not take things for granted that, you know, Hey, we've been married for five years or 10 years or 30 years. I'll just not shave for two weeks. Right. Or in your case, <laughs> You know, Wait, the yeah. woman or the man? Or, <laughs> right, right. or I guess both. Okay. Could be both. <laughs> yeah, and I I think it, it goes beyond just appearance. Appearance is definitely part of it. But I also think about, like, the other day I was thinking about, this is really, I, I haven't even talked to you about this. I was talking to you, and, you know, we've talked about turning toward your partner, you know, the Gottman research, that if I'm bidding for your attention, how it's important for you to turn my way and give me your attention, even if we're both caught up with our morning routine, you know, right. you're checking your email or you're, you know, reading the paper or whatever. But then it's so funny, the other day I was talking to you and I could tell that you were trying really hard to give me some attention, but I, I could tell your mind was also elsewhere. But the funny thing is I was realizing, Karen, if you were dating, would you be like going on and on and on about this <laughs> at this moment? Or would you go, He's busy. He's working because sometimes you know we both work from home. So sometimes you're at the computer working. Mm-hmm. Like, would I, when we were dating, would I've been a little bit more mindful of like, let me let him do what he needs to do, and, and, and bring this up at another time, and of course share exactly what I was going to share with you, but at a different time, and yeah, <laughs> you right. know. And I thought, don't slip into that. Just well, because you're in my face. All the time. I get your attention all the time. Yes, when we bid for each other's attention, let's give it to each other. But let's also be respectful of one another's other responsibilities in this life other than look at me, talk to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it all, I think in general, it kind of boils down to just do not take your partner for granted. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. It's just so easy to do. And we all occasionally get caught up in it. There's no one that's, I think, hasn't. I think it's very important to keep that marriage alive and thriving. So. Absolutely. Want to try one more? Yeah, let's do one more. So, I've got a king. I have a lowly two or deuce, as they say in card games, and so... Unless the deuces are wild. Oh, that, yeah. They did not say that they were wild in these these instructions. Okay, so I win then, and my question is, would you let them see your phone? And your question is, something that I find incredibly sexy is... 
Well, I like the phone one because I think that really applies not only to married people, but also to my listeners who are dating. And I think the phone thing is so huge right now with just the amount of information that we are interacting with on our phones every day, all day. And I know certainly when you would first start dating someone, it would not be appropriate to be like, I need to know your password. (laughs) Because someone would be like, we've gone on three dates. (laughs) I have no idea who you are. You're creeping me out here. (laughs) But I know for us in our marriage, and again, I wouldn't necessarily, every couple would be a little bit different. But I mean, I think by the time we were even exclusive, I, I mean, I was, you know, we'd be on a road trip traveling and I would be responding to emails for you. Right. And I never sensed any, like nervousness, like <laughs> no, there wasn't any. <laughs> like, what's she gonna find? Um, and that was, uh, to be honest, when we first became exclusive and we were in that level of our relationship, that was very comforting to me. That I'd never. That was lollipop <laughs> shaking it out, <laughs> shaking it out with her one ear. If you want to see her one ear adorableness, well, she has two ears, but one pops up, and the other one never does. And that's at, at lollipop April on Insta. If, in case any dog lovers are out there and want to check her out. But anyway, so when, what I was saying was that it was very reassuring to me. It was a level of trust that I sensed that I could have in you that you could have told me all day long, I'm trustworthy. Or you could have said something like, yeah, you can trust me, but it's more about your behavior and your actions. The fact that you were so easy about your phone and never gave me pause to think, is he got you know something he's trying to hide or some text message from some other woman that I'm going to find or, or whatever. So that I, I love that. And I love that about our marriage. And I mean, I really wouldn't have it any other way. And I know you wouldn't. No, I mean, we both know each other's passwords, right? And, and, um, and we both will bring each other's phones to, to each other when, you know, hey, you got a, you got a call or, or you got a text from, from your friend or, or whoever. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think there's one ounce of hesitation with that whatsoever. Now, you know, before exclusiveness, you know, as, as you would say, that's, that's why you take your time before mm-hmm. you become exclusive, right? right? Because if that's going to be your person, then you should have really shut off all romantic relationships with anybody else. And, and if you didn't, then, you know, then you're, you're kind of a player and that's your choice, right? <laughs> but then something, something special that you hope to happen is probably not going to happen because, because that trust is not there. Yeah. And I've heard it put this way before that as a couple, my job is to give you absolutely no reason to ever worry or ever have a concern. And your job is to do the same for me. Whereas some couples, they can get caught up in that whole thing of kind of trying to make each other jealous. Right, yes. Or kind of without even intentionally maybe saying it, but I wouldn't mind if he was kind of a little concerned. I, I, you know, I, I don't mind keeping him guessing just a little bit kind of thing. And so to my mind, that's a drama. That's B, an indication that something's amiss in the relationship that you should settle between you and your partner through communication, maybe counseling. I mean, and I guess having been single for so long, I'm just not interested in any of that. I mean, that's the last thing I'm interested in. No, no. And and you said it. I think the word's communication and maybe maturity, too. You know, if sometimes I think with youth, 
until you kind of go through some, live some life a little bit, you know, there's some insecurities and then there's more drama, more negative things that you put in your head. You know, if you, if maybe you're not getting the attention you need and well, that's one of the things, you know, that's important, you know, like we talked about the love languages is to kind of understand, you know, how you want to be loved, how you, how you receive love. And, and so, you know, the more um, self-aware you are, I think, you know, the more better, the par- better partner you are and the more mature you are and the yeah. better you can communicate and it just all kind of ties together. And also we've talked about it a lot on Love and Life, but the idea that you need to do your own work so that if you are overly needy and then you're looking to your partner, whether it's a boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband, to complete you and to make you feel okay and so the one day that they forget to say something and like, you look beautiful, then you're like, well, forget that. I'm going to go out and flirt with someone else tonight. I mean, if that's what you're coming from, it goes back to your own intrapersonal issues at this point. It's not even a marriage thing or interpersonal. It's you with your relationship with yourself that needs addressing. All right. Well, darling, thanks for playing The War on Love. I enjoyed it. I think it it has some great potential to get the conversation started. Oh, I think, I think you're right. And I think us guys are not... Um, particularly good at talking about some of these things. So it's, uh, it, it gets you thinking. Yeah, it gives, it gives you a little challenge. Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. I'd love to connect with you on social media. On Instagram, I'm at Dr. Karen, D-R dot K-A-R-I-N. Here I share my thoughts on love and life through original quotes and images. I'd love to have you join the conversation. On Twitter, I'm at Dr. Karen Anderson. You can find me live tweeting my favorite shows, This Is Us, Will and Grace, and My Guilty Pleasure. All shows Bachelor Nation. On Facebook, I'm at Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. There you can read my blog, see where I'm speaking, and find links to others' podcasts when I'm a guest on their show. And now... I'd like to take a moment to recognize one of our sponsors that make this podcast possible. The Steel Forest Furniture Company, makers of handcrafted custom steel and wood furniture. Amazing tables, wine racks, fire pits, and signs. Incredible craftsmanship made right here in the U.S. in Columbus, Mississippi. Check out their website at steelforestfurniture.com or follow them on Facebook at The Steel Forest Furniture Company. So Dan and I are back, and with us is the creator of the War on Love game, Alex Merritt. Welcome to Love and Life. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for coming on the program, and thanks for creating such a fun game. So we were just playing it. So the listeners have heard the questions. Yeah, the listeners have heard the questions that we addressed and tackled, and we had a lot of fun. And now we want to bring you in to talk a little bit about a lot of things. But starting off, how did a mechanical engineer become the love engineer and the creator of a game that is trying to facilitate open communication between men and women? <laughs> That's funny. I get asked that all the time. So the the way that one does that is that one refuses to let go of the training that I have as an engineer. And so I'm like, how do I keep this title? And like, we're going to put love in front of it. No, <laughs> um, just to make sure all those years that I spent in engineering school pay off forever. No, really, it really came down to Again, as a trained engineer, I think a certain way I've you know been taught how to to look at situations and circumstances in a certain, you know, format, if you will. But I was like, there has to be a way to see 
you know, principles and foundations and some formulas, if you will, of love that are also applicable. And just like gravity, where it's like you can't see gravity, but there is a calculation for, you know, the speed at which something hits the ground. And I think in relationships, the same thing It's like where you may not be able to see emotions and you can't see happiness. But there are some formulas for, you know, when a relationship is going to go well or when a relationship is going to fail. And so I start applying my my technical perspective, if you will, to what many would consider a very non-technical situation. Well, this is a perfect fit for love and life because my listeners know that one of my hashtags is I'm a psych nerd. And so all that stuff you're talking about sounded right up my alley and right up my listeners' alleys because we like to put the data behind the theory and we want to see the numbers, even though, like you're saying, emotions, they're nebulous. You, You can't pin them down. But there are some realities at work that are constant. There are in engineering, I'm sure, and I know nothing. I'm not even going to try to make an analogy. (laughs) It would sound really foolish. (laughs) But yeah, but I think, you know, it's really trying to take a scientific approach to understanding something that seems so unscientific. Yeah, there's a cause and effect, as I call it. And so that's how how I approach relationships is using just that same perspective where it's like, what's the cause of this? What made this work out well? Or, you know, when it falls out of the sky, like, well, what made that fail? Or what are some of the principles that are behind why that would have worked or not worked Mm -hmm. when it comes to relationships? And specifically, when you wanted to create the card game, what were you thinking uh, that this would be kind of, again, a tangible, let's get some tangible questions to ask. Let's make it playful because it's a game and see if we can kind of take maybe the nerves out of maybe a couple early on in the relationship wanting to dig a little deeper, but having a hard time sitting across the table from each other and looking each other in the eyes and asking these very deep, serious questions. This is a kind of a playful way to get at some of those uh, underlying issues. It it definitely is. And this is one of the things, again, that engineers do all the time, too. Sometimes you come up with something and then you have to reverse engineer your way into into how you got there. And so, you know, the card game actually was not that scientific in its creation. (laughs) I host a live event called Dessert Discussion. Mm -hmm. And it literally is just that it's live, men and women come together and it's amazing. Well, a good friend of mine who, you know, I love and she's been on this journey with me the whole time. She was like, Alex, I can never make the dates of your event. You need to figure out a way for people to take you home. (laughs) And she was like, get on that. And then hung up like that was the end of the conversation. And so when she did, I was like. I do need to figure out a way for people to be able to have that experience. And so I started thinking about the, the live experience and what that was and then how we can make, again, have, where you could have the same fun without me physically being mm-hmm. there, but yet have me there. And so that is literally how the, the game was created. And then as I got into it and creating the rules of how you'd play it, realized that there is an element of communication. And I was like, what makes dessert and discussion work? It's like there is this surprise in the conversation because you don't you never know exactly what's going to be said and then there's also though this this openness this honesty that people are willing to to bring forth when there is a a chance situation because you 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 play like you play war but it's love and two people get the flip and you don't know what the question is, but you do get to choose which of the two that are played. And so I think there's an element of that that shows up that disarms the conversation at the beginning. Well, I agree. Men here, we are not known as being the greatest communicators in the world or the, the most open communicators, I, say, I should say, when it comes to relationships. So it was fun and in a kind of a not in a hundred percent comfortable way, but in, but in a, a real fun way. I think we went through 
three different questions of your game and and really enjoyed it. Yeah, I was kind of surprised at how surprised I was in regards to what my what my answer was going to be because they're not one they're not <laughs> ones you know questions that you see every day. And then it's kind of funny that you you had mentioned by the way that your friend had said that how could she take you home? So when Karen and I were falling for each other, Karen uh, is also a singer and I went to a gig and one of the songs that she sang that made me fall in love with her. I was already in love but kind of pushed it you know, pushed it across the finish line was, <laughs> was, the uh, was, was her song that says you're coming home with me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hi, this is Kate from Chicago. The dating scene can be tough. And when I need a little encouragement, I turn on Dr. Karen's love and life to get a reminder that staying true to myself is the most important thing. So in an average dessert and discussion, I'm worried that, and I'm sure you have to facilitate this, but I'm worried that one person stands up, she's kind of vocal, she's like, these guys out there, da, 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 right? And then the guy stands up and he's like, come on now, don't lump me in with all those guys because we're, you know, there are good guys out here, but you women, you don't like the good guys, you only like the bad boy, you know? So I'm sitting here in my mind imagining this kind of battle of the sexes happening. And so does that happen, A, and then B, what do you do if it does happen? <laughs> Yeah. Nope. So I set the ground rules up front about that. So it doesn't. So it's not a battle of the sexes. And, you know, and it's funny, it's the tongue in cheek word, because I was like, it doesn't matter who wins that battle. We are losing the war on love, period. Mm, and so the game, the, hence the, the title of the game, when she's speaking her truth, many men, you know, oftentimes shut down or want to quickly, you know, get her to stop talking because what they hear is that it's my fault. And it's like, no, no, no. My truth is not necessarily your fault. And the reverse is true. And so that's how we we prevent that. And so for men, men talk to solve a problem. That's the way I say that. So men talk to solve a problem. If he does not have a problem, he does not see the purpose in talking. <laughs> <laughs> he is, I mean, he's unclear, like why you would just be explained, which is why, you know, men speak you know, like by the thousands of words less than women do in a day. I think there's some study out there. that was like, you know, women, a woman might use 10,000 words in a day and a, this, and a guy might use five. Like it's, it's drastically different, right? But that's because again, like I said, men talk to solve problems. For women, the act of talking is solving the problem. And so we talk to, to kind of get it all out there. Then we can like move it around and we can make sense of it because, but get the, the very act of just talking, which is how come women, when we get together with our girls, we will go on and on and on. We'll talk about everything and we won't have any resolutions. There'll be no agendas done. There'll be no follow-up plans, but, and we all feel better. Why do we feel better? Because we got to go through the process of talking. And for men and women, that is fundamentally different. And so many of the arguments that couples end up with men and women, you know, when he's like, you should do X, Y, and Z. And she's like, you're not listening to me. And he's like, what do you mean? I just gave you a perfect solution to the problem you just brought up. <laughs> what do you mean? I didn't listen to you. I had to have listened to you to give you that solution. But we don't realize that the, the beginning of the conversation was started for very different reasons. So true. Men, they want to fix it. If there's a problem to solve, let's talk, let's fix it. Boom. And a woman just wants to be heard, which I always suggest to women that I work with. I always say, you know, if you really just want to kind of hash it out and process it and go on ad nauseum, 
take it to your girlfriends over cocktails, you know, because the girls will be like, I want every detail. I want to understand every nuance. And men, by and large, they want the Cliff's Notes <laughs> and then they want to get to solution mode. Or, or what, I, what I suggest to men, so rather than telling women to, to talk, take it to our girls, because sometimes we, re we really do want to talk to our man. It's the act of saying you care. And so what I coach men on differently is to recognize that listening is fixing it. Mm, I like that, Alex. Yeah. And so rather than framing it in the sense of like, I have, you know, I got to take it all in, take it all in, take it all in so that I can do something about it. It's recognized that the ability to take it all in and to create space is doing something about it for her. Oh, I bet that's very, very clarifying for men and very freeing so they can understand. Yeah, yeah. it is. Because he's like, oh, okay, you just want me just to listen and just be, I'm like, yes, just listen to her, just not. And I, and I tell women after he does that though, then appreciate him. Tell him thanks for listening. Thank yeah. you for giving. Because all he's trying to do is win. And if he can win by listening to you, he's like, great. Is <laughs> when he doesn't feel like he can't win, then he feels like, forget it. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing it anymore. But it's like, no, if you listen to her, not, uh-huh, really? And then what happened? Did they? You know, and then let her do that. Just know that listening is fixing it for her. Oh, I love that. That I love that because, okay, maybe because you went to engineering school and had a lot of courses with men because that's yep. a great understanding of the male mind because what you did is you made it to the point, like you said, where he still gets to win. <laughs> and it's We are competitive. <laughs> right, but it's... Yeah, he, that's all he wants to do is men want to win. He, he really just wants to win and he just wants to find as many ways as he can win. And I tell women, it's like, tell him how he can win with you. Mm-hmm. Well, and because what happens normally is he's trying to win with her by providing a solution, which I'm quite Absolutely. sure in most cases, she's like, well, I already tried that. That's not going to work. Or yeah. I can't do that. Or And he's like, I just gave you 10 really viable options and you shot every one of them down. So now he's defeated because yeah. he's tried to help her and she has said, you are no help. <laughs> Yeah, but you're saying you are helping her and you are providing solutions and you are winning <laughs> if yeah, you just listen. Just, yeah, just listening, expanding yeah. the toolbox of how you you know fix because they like to, again engineering. It's like there's a couple you know as they say if all you have is a hammer then everything yeah. looks like a nail. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to relationships and communications, where it's like you just need a few more tools in your toolbox. So maybe it's a hammer. Sometimes it's a wrench. Other times it's duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Where it's Get like, that is the solution <laughs> and it's going to work just fine. You know, there will be times when she may need a solution, but she will usually ask for it, actually. And then she'll be more apt to take whatever he says to her because she will have feel she will feel heard. Oftentimes women reject solution, support and all of that because she doesn't feel like she was heard. Like you didn't validate her feeling by listening and not validate like I gave you an answer. Like, no, no, like you have the right to feel the way you feel, even if I don't feel that way or I don't agree that way. And I think it's dumb what you just did <laughs> and what you just felt. Keep, I thought that was dumb. And what you just felt. <laughs> if I can't even because that's how men feel. So that's like this makes no sense. And he's and he's right. It doesn't make sense because of the way he's set up. But it doesn't make it less right and it doesn't make it less valid. Well, it's it's funny when you say making sense because I, I'll, I'll just share something from Dan and my. Go ahead. Are you trying to talk? Well, I'm just going to say that that is a common phrase of mine. He, so, yeah. So when we were early on in our marriage, I would notice that he would say and he'd say, well, you know, we'll figure out what makes sense. 
yeah, I don't know, one time where he said, you know, this will make sense. And I thought, to you, <laughs> that makes sense to you, but I don't know because yeah. I, I make sense to me. <laughs> and so we kind of, everybody makes sense right, themselves. Exactly. So we kind of have a joke about that. It's amazing, right? Because again, the words are not different. They're not becoming different, but people, as they read the men and women will read the exact same question, but come up with two very different interpretations of that. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Yeah. But it's not wrong. And I think that's the other piece that I encourage people in the game and even in live events where it's like, it's not right or wrong. It just is. I'm Audrey Mad Cronin, creator of mobile app Like So, your personal speech coach. My mission is to empower all of us to express ourselves articulately and with confidence, which is exactly why I'm a fan of Love and Life and Dr. Karen's philosophy of taking charge. Let listeners know where to find you and how to attend an event or for sure take you home with them by grabbing the war on love. It's available online at dessertanddiscussion.com. And your listeners are probably going to be the first group that gets to hear about, but we just launched the Naughty or Nice expansion pack. Uh oh. Just in time <laughs> yes. for the holidays. Um, and so get the, oh, we call it the, the OG edition, which is the original game that you and Dan play, which I'm so glad you guys got a okay. chance to enjoy. And get the Naughty or Nice expansion pack again, because again, it's like everybody's making lists and checking it twice. This game will help you really quickly figure out who's who's naughty or nice, but in a fun way. And so you can visit us, like I said, at dessertanddiscussion.com. That's D-E-S-S. That's like two S's. Um, dessertanddiscussion.com. The game, click on the game, and they both are are there. Perfect. And your any Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter they should know about? Yep. Oh, yeah. All of that. So Dessert and Discussion at Facebook. You can find us there. The War on Love game on Facebook as well. Dessert and Discussion at Instagram and the War on Love game at Instagram as well. And if you are so inclined on Twitter, I am at the Alex Merritt. So I'm still on my own on that that space. But yeah, would love to have you know people join me, chime in, get the game, play it, tag us at hashtag the War on Love. Because again, like I said, we're on a mission to help men and women break down barriers and build amazing relationships through through discussions and the War on Love game is definitely a provocative discussion starter. When whether married, single, I tell people it's like whether it's date night, game night, or girls night, it is definitely the game that gets you gets you talking and it lets you get to know people in a way you don't know them today, no matter how long you've been with them. Perfect. Well thanks again for coming on the program and like I said, we'll have you back sometime very soon. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye Alex. Bye. So the love and life hack for this week is Remember what Alex has taught us, that men like to fix things. So if you're a guy, remember that listening is fixing. And if you're a woman, just remind your guy, hey, babe, listening is fixing it. Please sign up for my Love & Life newsletter on my website, www.drkaren.me. Let's connect on social. On Twitter, I'm at Dr. Karen Anderson. Facebook, Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. Instagram, I'm at Dr. Karen. Thanks to my producer, Michelle Musso, my communications manager, Chip Gregory, and my booking assistant, Christine Infanger. Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. This is Dr. Karen Anderson-Abril. 
Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, make it a great week.